0: Welcome to Glio and Pickles. We are here to feed you some of life's savory topics while still keeping it real, spicy, and juicy. Join us every other week to hear what we're serving. Welcome to Glio and Pickles. This is your girl, Adina.
1: And this is your girl, Jane welcome to episode two welcome welcome back welcome we back we back we back again welcome to another episode of Gill and picles and today's episode we have a special guest for y'all
0: Woo! our special guest is Janet paul shout out to you man this is exciting um this is our first guest of the new season um we're gonna talk about something that to me is very important and interesting um so traveling as an african or black woman or a person of color haitian american woman um but she is going to give us some very important gems about traveling um, as a woman of color. So, uh, Janitza, Paul, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you. Thank
2: you, ladies, for having me on
0: this episode.
2: So a brief introduction of myself. I am a daughter, a sister, godmother, world traveler. In the words of my father, I'm a nomad. But by profession, I'm a certified public accountant, and I also do event conference and meeting planning. I love to scrapbook. Um, And lately, I've been getting into more self-help books. So I'm excited about this episode um, and talking about all of my travel experiences and a little bit of tips and resources that I can impart with you ladies and your listeners. So thank you for having me. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. That was a great and lovely um introduction. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. My <laughs> this girl You're going to have me on here giggling the
2: entire <laughs> episode.
0: <laughs> and um so just to get a little bit more into it uh janice is jane's sister um we brought her up a couple of times in the episode we finally got her on she's so modest they both modest remember how i had to you know hype jane up the last she she, this girl is more than just a nomad she be everywhere everywhere i think when Ludacris came out those song girls all around the world he was really just speaking about one girl just to kind of kick off her uh talking talking about her love for traveling i have one funny story to tell our first yes. kind of travel experience as friends um we went to a predominantly white university um uh or caucasian i should say to be politically correct university of central florida or ucf for short and we used to have to go to fam because we had I won't say lame, but it was kind of boring because we wanted some culture at our homecomings. So we would go to FAM for their homecoming because we wanted to see some real deal urban-fied. Yeah, I made that word up. Urban-fied culture at the homecoming. So we went to FAM. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Janissa ended up losing her key. one of like the little barbecue cookout I don't know how she lost the key she don't know we still trying to figure out to this day day. who was on our episode for season one he was going through some stuff so he drove all the way from Tallahassee to get the spare key he said it was gonna clear his mind and get some stuff together God bless him came back so that we can leave the next day in the morning because we had final exams and stuff when we got back I was like God bless your heart But that was the first time me and Good Sis had a heart to heart because we was also going through stuff because we needed that key. But some of y'all are like, "That's not funny." But it was funny to me because I was like, "I had never seen nobody who wanted to drive all the miles to get a key (laughs) just so somebody can go back home when all we had to do was spend eighty dollars." And by the way, we did hustle. Don't tell nobody to get the ticket money. We sold our tickets back to get the eighty dollars that we didn't need to get the fob. But. That's neither here nor day. Jane, do you have a funny story about traveling with your sister? Yes. Uh, um, I remember that story very well.
1: That, that day when uh, Phil, our cousin, drove to Orlando <laughs> from Tallahassee right, right. to pick up the spare key. Um, and, you know, I hadn't gone. But I will say that despite all the inconvenience that they went through the next year i was like i gotta be at the fam homecoming so i did join them <laughs>
2: the so you wanted to take part in the shenanigans <laughs> yes, I sure but did. you know we brought the spare key with us the next year <laughs> <laughs> so i
1: uh, i um i i do have a funny story so Janita has you know always been adventurous and spirit of the moment she as a kid like my mom would would you know discipline her because she was outside with the boys she needed to be inside and she always liked you know getting outdoors being adventurous you know getting into things and so um, I didn't have that same spirit. So I thank her for influencing me in college of taking more risks and going to travel. So this one time um, there was a college party at University of Florida in Gainesville and we were not planning to go. Um, I had to work that weekend. I'm not sure if Jay had to work too or what was going on, but we a lot of our friends, they you know took the the trip earlier in the day or probably like the day before they went to Gainesville so it's about a i want to say like an hour and a half drive from orlando mm-hmm. and um the last minute around it had been like midnight right or because if i went to work the i got off of work at yep. yeah <laughs> and Janitsa hits me up and she's like let's ride to Gainesville. Okay, let's ride <laughs> so we went ahead and left Orlando at midnight and it was her, like at the spare of the moment, she was like, I wanna go to this party, let's go. And of course, you know, I was down and I went ahead and hopped in the car. We quickly packed, you know, our stuff. We didn't know where we were going. We had never been to Gainesville before. So mind you, we never been to Gainesville. And the first time we choose to go is at midnight on a Friday or Saturday night. I think it was a Friday night. So we're driving there and we're almost there. Now this party, for those who don't know, was a paint party. Um, Caribbeans call it juve. So they had it in the woods, basically. So had to be far out away from, you know, civilization. And we are now getting closer to our destination. But we realized that the car uh, lights for the gas has... So we on E, E, and it's we're not just on by e. This
2: time <laughs> we are empty. <laughs> we are empty. Yep.
1: So we're like Shit, We need to get gas because we're not gonna make it. Um. Okay. So I mentioned we we're in the backwoods of Gainesville. So those of you who don't know backwoods of Gainesville, just Google it. It's not a place that you want to be by yourself, two females. And we don't have cell phone reception at that time because we are in the backwoods. And also, backwoods of Gainesville, the gas stations close early. They don't open 24 hours. So me and my sis, we driving, and we just, you know, calm, cool, and collected. But my heart was something. I was like, goddamn, if we break down with no cell reception, we ain't got no gas, how in the hell are we going to make out and that is my first traveling experience as a, a young adult with my sister and um by myself we made it I will say we made it Some somehow the Lord came through and we found an open gas station and we got to our destination and we
0: had a good time I have two things to say about this story so Jay is notorious for driving on E. Um, she my, I, she's one of those people I know my car she has that name That it was created yeah. for her you <laughs> have to know yeah. <laughs> the second <laughs> you, you do you, you do have to know your car but really you going to notoriously do that um, the, the second thing is I was like when they told me they was in Backwoods game. I was like what in the Blair Witch White People Project is y'all doing in the Backwoods Gainesville um, and no offense but we all know it's true that's why they didn't have any black people in the Blair Witch Project um, because we don't go to the woods we, we don't camp our idea of camping is to be in our own backyards with a tent and boom, use your imagination. So I was like, y'all, some both people, you do it on your own. I'm not going nowhere. So
2: um. I will <laughs> say, with both of those stories, what makes them better is that in both instances, we had no business being outside of Orlando. Um, you <laughs> we were not supposed to be in Tallahassee, which is also why we really needed to get the spirit key out kind of the icing on the cake, um, which should have told us that we, you know, should not have spontaneous trips. Um, we should plan a little bit better. We should, you know, give some folks a bit more heads up, but no, that's no fun. That's, that is the experience of traveling, right? <laughs> Having an experience, being able to tell a story afterwards. So I'm super excited to dive into this conversation today, because um, there are plenty more shenanigans that, that we could talk about.
1: Yes, and that basically is why we felt that for Travel Noir's episode, because she's the perfect person who has so much traveling experience, and as you heard heard her say has great stories to tell many of y'all have been stuck at home for the past year and a half or so and you're ready to be out you're ready to travel with your family your friends or yourself and so if you need a little bit of encouragement um or if this is you know something that you have not done before and you want to know how to go about traveling now is the time for you to get your pen and pencil out and join in the conversation so Janessa, how did your love for traveling even begin?
2: I think my love of traveling began just out of curiosity. You know, you mentioned that growing up, I was always outside, running around, looking for adventure, and as a young child you know, our mother would send us to New Jersey for the summers where we would visit with other family members, aunts, uncles, cousins. And I think that just piqued my interest, the opportunity to go and see different places, learn about different cultures. Um, I personally love, what I love most about traveling is being able to immerse myself in a different culture Um, A lot of times you think, oh, you have to travel outside of the U.S. in order to learn about different cultures and different people and different food, um, different history. And that's not the case, because even within uh, the 50 states, there are different cultures, different communities. You know, each state has what it's known for, whether it's food or the topography, the Uh, environment, what they are known, just being able to learn people live, whether it's in the U.S. or internationally, because that helps to make me more cultured, right? It also helps me to expand my own mind and to understand other people. I think that's just a part of life as well. We are not living on this earth individually by ourselves, right? That would be really boring. So the fact that there are billions of people on this planet, why not go out and see how other people live? And that's what I love the most.
0: Yeah, you was using some real big fancy um travel words. What was what's topography? T- t- I see, I can't even pronounce the word. Oh, what that topography? <laughs> yeah, that one. So was. I say it like this a lot of people may think, oh, I need to go
2: to Africa. I need to go to Egypt. I need to go to Morocco to get to the desert. You can go to Phoenix, Arizona to get to the desert. Right. So living in Florida, Florida is very flat. We typically have the same type of weather year round. It's quite warm and hot. We may get a few weeks of chillier weather, but you know, Florida's flat, it's it's not mountainous at all. But if you want to get to the mountains, you can go up to Colorado, you can go to Seattle. If you want, you know, great beaches, you may stay in Florida. If you want, um, what else is there? If you want skiing, you know, you would go up to the Northwest, or even the Midwest. So that's what I'm talking about with topography. You don't necessarily have to go out of the country to go you know, to the French Alps to go skiing. You can stay right here in the US. You don't have to go to Egypt to go ride a camel in the desert. You can go right to Phoenix. So I think a lot of times we don't even think about what we have right
0: here domestically. So thank you for giving me the Hooked on Phonics uh, traveling version. Cause I actually <laughs> was like, what? Um. Yes. With that being said, um, how many countries have you been to roughly? You don't have to give like an exact number, but approximately.
2: Yeah, approximately I am somewhere between 25 to 30 countries, which COVID and the pandemic really put a little damper on that. I, I would have been able to put a few more countries under my belt throughout 2020, but I'm actually excited to be able to actually go to three new countries this year um, in the later half after I'm fully vaccinated. Yes, I am uh, pro getting vaccinated. <laughs> um, but the, the countries that I've already visited, I've been fortunate enough to have lived in London for two years. And London is a great hub and central point to be able to travel through europe to travel to africa and to asia unfortunately during my two years in london i did not get an opportunity to go to africa or asia or those countries on those two continents let's be clear i'm not saying that those are countries um but i traveled to a ton of european countries and they are all very different um so yeah that that's that's where i'm at today My goal is not necessarily to, oh, I want to visit every country. or I want to go to every single continent. I just want to go to great places. So coming back from London, I actually wanted to really travel in South America and the Caribbean because being right here in South Florida, I realized that I didn't even really travel what I would call is in my backyard, right? It takes you know, maybe an hour and a half, two hour flight to get to South America and the countries there and to get to the Caribbean. And I really haven't traveled to any of those. So that's kind of what I'm looking at next.
1: So, I mean, you've been so fortunate to have seen um, what I call, you know, the world. <laughs> For To me, that's like seeing the world because I haven't been to nearly as many places. But, um, so some, some people might ask, like, how do you plan for this? How do you budget? Because that just sounds like a lot. So, you know, what would be some gems that you would drop about budgeting, planning, so on and so forth for those who either are novice travelers or, you know, just know that in their past of traveling, it's been pretty
2: expensive and they've shied away from continuing to travel. Um, Great question. With my account in mind, I am constantly conscious of the budget. And that's probably one of the first things that I look at um, when I'm planning for for a trip. Obviously, selecting the location, is it going to be a solo trip, a group trip? Um, I consider that because that plays into the budget. If I'm traveling by myself, then I Already, no, I'm probably going to spend a bit more money because I'm not splitting the lodging cost. I'm not splitting the transportation cost, you know, for lifts, Ubers, or taxis. However, with travel want, I get to choose where I want to eat, what I want to drink. So I can save on that aspect, right? Because I can probably choose lower cost um, and more economical activities. With a group though, you know, the group may wanna do more things, uh, activities that cost more, but then it's being split amongst the group members. So there are gives and takes with traveling solo, traveling with the group, different things that I think about from a budget standpoint, transportation, how are you getting there uh, to your destination initially? whether it's by air, by boat, by train, or by car, and just different things that you consider for each of those. Obviously, airfare is what it is. It's typically all-inclusive, but you may wanna think about, okay, do I have to park at the airport? Should I consider budgeting for that? Or do I need to budget for Uber to and from the airport location? You know, train, same thing. How how, How am I getting to the train station? Um, Car, you think about gas, tolls, parking, um, and then, so that's transportation. And that's just to get to your destination. What I also include in that transportation is when you arrive at your destination, how are you getting around? Do you need to rent a car for the duration of your stay or are you going to take a taxi, take an Uber? I love using Google, regardless of what country you go to, you can Google ahead of time what are average taxi fares, what are average costs of whatever it is that you're looking for, so that you can already build into your budget. The next thing in my budget that I think about is lodging. Do I want to stay at a luxury hotel, or am I looking for maybe a hostel, or am I looking for an Airbnb? I will say I have not seen the movie Hostel. But I have stayed in a hostel before and it was fine. Like it was actually pretty nice. So do not discount or, you know, count out hostels um, with the fear of what could happen. But if you are traveling solo, obviously you want to, you know, keep your safety in mind and your, you know, the security of your belongings. Um, But thinking about lodging, you can definitely save a lot of money by going the Airbnb route versus going you know, and staying at a hotel, but again, how does that connect with the activities you want to do, where you want to go, what you want to eat, are you going to have transportation on your own, and then you think about food and beverage, you know, what do you want to eat while you're there, do you plan, are you a, you know, granola bar and juice box type of person, you can throw it in your backpack and that's a meal, or do you want to sit down at a nice restaurant for every single meal, or if you're sitting at an Airbnb, do you want to go grab some groceries and cook for some meals that, you know, you just consider for food and beverage. I typically, you know, do like to eat at local dining spots to taste the local cuisine when I travel. So I typically budget for that. And the funny thing too is, and Jane will always say this, typically the first stop that I make when I travel is for food. Regardless of what time I've traveled, the first thing I think about as soon as I get, you know, to my destination is what are we eating? Um, The last couple of things that you think about from a budget perspective are the activities that you want to do, different excursions. Um, A lot of cities in the U.S. and internationally, you can find like a fast pass type of package That will include, you know, you buy a pass and it includes different museums, and it may even include a hop on, hop off bus tour and different things like that. So you can, and typically those, you can find them discounted or you can find a discount code online for them. And so that makes it so a lot easier because you could really plan your trip and plan your itinerary for each day based on that, you know, pass. And then, You know if you're like most people you might also want to budget for souvenirs i've gone away from the typical souvenirs because that stuff gets heavy and it starts to pack up your place so what i've opted to do now are postcards from each location that i've gone to because on the back of the postcard i can write about my experience i can choose to ship um, uh, mail it and post it to myself so then i kind of get that official stamp from that country but then I also, like I mentioned in my intro, I love to scrapbook. So I can use those postcards and print off some pictures. And that also rounds out my trip and, you know, a great memory and keepsake for myself.
0: Those are some fantastic gems. Oh, my gosh. And so I've known you for quite a bit of time. I want to say I've known you for about 16, 17 years. We've been friends. Yeah. Um, and I know you well enough that I'm not even going to ask this next question. I'm, I'm going to rephrase it because I, I I know that you're not going to say that traveling alone or traveling in a group is best for you because you're you're one of these really logical persons. You're going to say it really just, you know, is based on the experience for you. So I'm not going to ask that question. Mm-hmm. I know you. So what I am going to say is, can you talk about um, some of the encounters that you've had Um on your experiences and within that, um, can you talk about um, whether you were solo or in a group and some of the pros and cons of Mm -hmm. your experiences because you were solo or because you you were in a group?
2: Gotcha. Now that is a really good question. So traveling as a black woman, whether I'm traveling in a group or traveling by myself, I've always found that I am traveling either in white spaces or around white spaces. To be honest, um, I've had a lot less travel experiences with you know my with people of color or with my homegirls or a group of um, you know black people. To be honest, typically I'll travel with. For instance, when I was was living in the UK, I was traveling mostly with work colleagues that we became friends. But it was pretty much all, you know, white people. Um, we had some Indian, Asian, and there were a total of three black people in our group. So, you know, when we would travel, again traveling in in white spaces, to be honest, which does not bother me at all. Because they can learn from me and I can learn from them. That's just what it is. But I do recall um, a group trip, and it actually was a work trip, that we went to Stockholm, Sweden, and we were just there to actually celebrate the end of a work project that we had been busting our butts on. And our client was in Sweden, so, and and part of our team was in Sweden, so we wanted to celebrate there. And, you know, uh, during that experience, there was actually um, a mixed group. You know, some uh, of our Swedish counterparts and colleagues, um, some of our colleagues from the US, myself um, being uh, included, and another um, Black male who is actually from Uganda, um, but coming from the U.S. as part of our group and we go to this club because we had like our own private party on a boat first. And then afterwards, we wanted to you know, do a, a after party. So we go to this club. Majority of the group gets in. No problem. And so, you know, we're just waiting for the rest of the group to arrive and to enter. And so, you know, we purchased our first drink and we're just kind of vibing, talking. The place is empty, mind you. Like, it's not packed. It's not like, oh, you know, there's a a capacity issue or anything. But then I started to hear just kind of like, you know, rumblings. People are calling um, because one of our partners who was leading our team was already inside. So calling her to the front um, to figure things out or whatever. In short, the security or, you know, the folks at the door were not allowing our black colleague into the establishment. And it really was a, an act of racism, to be honest. I'm just gonna call it out for what it is. And we immediately left, like we had already, those who were inside, we had already paid to get in. So it's not like this was a free thing, like we are paying patrons. Um And we we're like, no, we're not gonna put up with this. We're leaving. So we get our, you know, um, coats and everything, and we immediately leave. And that was my first, what I would say direct encounter with racism in that form, because it's like, hey, again, this place is empty. Like we're bringing you money. <laughs> Why are you discriminating? Why are you, you know, doing this? And it was just a really kind of sad end to our celebratory night. I recall like bawling in tears because I also had to kind of shoulder the black experience too and try to explain this to my white counterparts. Right. Um, I will say I have been back to Stockholm since then, had a good time. Um and it was perfectly fine. I, the, the second time I went, I was solo and I didn't experience anything negative, um, didn't get any looks. I was, you know, perfectly fine.
1: Wow, thanks for sharing that um, because I, I believe that, you know, our listeners who um, could identify with, you know, being a Black female or you know black person that could be um one of the reservations that they have with traveling out of the country and if they hadn't thought about it before you know definitely something to consider um you know not only traveling out of the country i'm sorry traveling as a black person you know into spaces that are predominantly white or not black um so thank you so much for sharing that personal experience um but what other advice would you um give to those who may have reservations about traveling, um, whether it's in or out of state, um, health or safety precautions to consider?
2: Yeah, honestly, regardless of where you are traveling to, you still have to do your own due diligence and research. I will be honest, not all the time. I don't always do a ton of research. I kind of either go by word of mouth to know, okay, is this a country or is this a space that is um, in support of people of color or a bit against people of color, or even um, if they are in support of the LGBTQ plus community or not, because I've had colleagues who um, were also Black and um, a part of that community who really wanted to go to, you know, Morocco, for instance. And although they desired to go, they knew that that country is not, is, is against their community. So for sure, that is a country that they will never visit in, in person. They will visit, you know, either through Google Earth or whatnot. For me personally, there are other countries that I'm like, I have zero desire to visit because I don't know how I would be welcomed, whether in a group or individually. So, definitely talking to people, asking, you know, if you know someone who has been somewhere, asking what their experience has been, as well as, you know, doing your research, especially nowadays, a lot of people have different blogs and vlogs about their travel experiences going on YouTube, finding videos um, relating to whatever country or city that you are trying to travel to. But I would definitely say if you are maybe a novice to traveling, start, probably start with a group travel tour. So I would say Jane and I, one of our first trips outside of the country with where it was just the two of us, we went through a travel tour group, which was Trafalgar Tours. And we went to Spain. And we did it that way, not because it was the cheapest route to go, but it was also for us the safest route because we were unfamiliar with where we were going. And we knew by going through a travel group, we would they, they already planned the itinerary, so we would have a good time. We would get to see everything that we could possibly want to see. And then from there, we felt more comfortable traveling on our own or traveling to, you know, other places with outside of using a travel group or travel tour company. So I would definitely start there. Um, I think even nowadays, I've even seen on Instagram, there are individuals and companies that are like curating travel experiences for individuals who may be traveling solo. So they are bringing all of these solo individuals together to create this travel experience. So definitely looking into that. Um, I think another tip that I would give is whether you're traveling by yourself or in a group, don't look lost, don't look like a tourist. I'm not saying that you will be a target, but when you look like you're out of place, you could potentially put a target on your back. And also knowing what are the, the, tar- the things that are being targeted in that area. So for instance, I know for years, France has been you know really known for pickpocketing. So if you know you're going to Paris, being mindful that that is something that is really big there, pickpocketing, making sure that your purse, your bag, is completely zipped at all times in front of you versus behind you. If you are a male, not leaving your wallet in your back pockets, either putting them in the front pocket or if you're with a female, allowing them to put it in their bag and just keeping a close eye on your, your property and yourself and each other. But um, a trick that I typically use, you know, I everyone is using GPS and Google Maps and just different maps. So a lot of people are typically on their phone. If I ever get lost, I don't stop in the middle of wherever I am and try to figure out, you know, what I'm where I am and what I'm doing, because now that could be a target to myself. So I'll just find, you know, anywhere that's open, whether it's a coffee shop, a restaurant, a bookstore, whatever. And I'll step in there to regroup. Think about, okay, where am I? Maybe I'll ask someone inside that works there, because that's a little bit safer than asking someone on the street. Asking them, okay, where am I, you know, in accordance to this map, and then kind of reset myself. But kind of standing out in the middle of the street or on the sidewalk, all turned around, you'll definitely kind of become a target. So just being smart about that and knowing your surroundings. And they, I mean, these are also tips that you should be applying even in your own home city, right? Like if you're lost or if you are by yourself, they always say, you know, you know, always kind of keep your head on a swivel, right? Making sure, okay, is anyone following you or anything like that? And I don't say that because of you're at risk to be kidnapped or anything. Like the likelihood of you getting kidnapped somewhere is pretty low because don't nobody want you and I say that because I've had friends come to visit me in London like oh my gosh am I gonna get no you're not gonna get kidnapped no one's checking for you they don't want you like you're good um but you know you still have to be aware of your surroundings so those are kind of the things that I think about when I'm traveling and see y'all that is
0: why we couldn't ask anybody else but this young lady right here because yes. she's talking around things I wouldn't even thought about mostly because I ain't been nowhere. I've been a few places. My 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 uh passport don't look nothing like hers. Matter of fact, it's expired. Girl, I'm on passport number two. It's it, amazing. It's exactly. Great. <laughs> and my my passport got one stamp in it, and that's because it don't move. Yes, it, it don't move. Ooh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said. Um, if you can add a couple of more extra like to do's and to don'ts mm-hmm. and also just throwing like some of your favorite landmarks or stuff that you typically um, include when you visit places because that's a lot of people don't know you know like where should I start when I when I travel I don't even know what I like when I travel because I barely go anywhere in my own home state so what am I supposed to do when I get there yeah
2: that's that's a really good question as well um So if you are unsure or uncertain of the things that you like to do, start by searching, literally searching things to do in whatever place that you're going to, because the top tourist attractions, the top activities that get the highest ratings will pop up first. So if you're not sure, start there, search things to do in and type in the place that will at least start to give you an idea of what is available for you to do. And you can go through that list and say, okay, am I adventurous or am I looking for relaxation? Do I wanna go on a hike or do I wanna go lay out on the beach? Do I wanna go to a museum or do I wanna go on a booze cruise or wine tour, right? So it definitely is based on the vibe that you're going for, and where you're going and what's available. So my top things that I love to do when I travel, definitely a wine tour or a beer tour, a brewery tour, excuse me, um, or something like that. Cause typically those are unique to the region or the area that you're traveling to. Um, I will always, if I'm near water, I typically will for sure do a boat trip either on a catamaran or a private boat. And you would think like, I think most people think like, ooh, private yacht, that's expensive. Absolutely not. These catamarans, um, perfect example, myself and some girlfriends, we went to Greece, which was actually our last trip pre-COVID and pandemic shutdown. So I'm super happy I was able to do that. And while we were in Athens, actually, we, you know, signed up for a boat trip. And it was like, I think maybe less than $150 per person. And it ended up really feeling like a private yacht type of situation. It was three of us, and then two other families, which in total, I think it was only like eight or nine of us on this boat. Our captain and the chef that was on there were amazing we got to stop and jump in the water and do some snorkeling. The food was delicious. Um, and we got to just meet different people. So the two other um, uh, groups that were, well, small groups, I would say, that were on there, they were um, traveling together from Australia. So we got to learn a lot about them. And two of the ladies were teachers, which, as you all know, Jane is in education as well. So like we were able to connect and Otherwise, I would have never come across the people. We had a great time. And like I said, it it cost us less than $150 per person. So you don't have to think about, oh, boat, like I'm spending thousands of dollars. Absolutely not. Um, Other things I like to do are the city tours, the hop on, hop off bus tours, because that's going to give you a lot of history of the city. And it's an easy way to get from um, location to location. So if you want to go to a museum, if you want to go, to a, you know, site that you can take pictures. Typically, those common places are on that bus tour. So that's free transport. Well, not free because you're paying for the bus tour, but that is transportation. So I definitely um, do that. I do prefer, you know, outdoor adventures, so to speak. So I will go hiking. Um, Another great, activity that I had, or adventure I had um, with my work colleagues, we took a trip to Split, which is in um, Croatia. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Went to Split, and then we went to Dubrovnik. In Dubrovnik, one of the things to do is to jump off the side of this cliff into the Adriatic Sea, now, I'm not necessarily afraid of heights, but it was a little bit nerve wracking. I actually have the video on my Instagram, but it was so liberating once I jumped. And it was, you know, immediately you crash into the water. It was great. And it's like, oh, I want to do it again. You know, so I think even with traveling, like that's a great example of just traveling. You may potentially have this fear of not knowing what you like, not knowing where you want to go. But once you take that first trip, It is liberating, and you just want to keep doing it again, and you want to go visit new places so that you have a broadened experience. And at the end of the day, no matter what activity or excursion you select, it's about the experience. It's about the story you can tell. It's about the memory that you have, which is lifelong. No one can take that away from you wow
1: you i mean i'm taking notes because you were saying some places some words i'm like well i gotta look this up after um we we get off because i I'm be honest i needed an explanatory comma please define what that is but like i said i got my notepad and i'm gonna go ahead and look it up um one of the things that i was still thinking about because you know my sister and i come from the same mom, same dad. And um, clearly I haven't been to 30 places. Household or whatnot is the function of your pocket. So your girl, Jane, always thinking about, okay, how am I going to make this work mm-hmm. in my budget? I totally understand that I could budget for it, but um, roughly how much would you say a person should um, start budgeting for, whether it's, well, both in-state and internationally, so you can at least know where to start, and then from there, each individual could plan how to save accordingly.
2: Yeah, so with that, off the top of my head, I would say if you're traveling domestically and you know, given that you're traveling from a city that doesn't have like super duper expensive airfare and that kind of thing, I would say anywhere from 500 to 750 for a three day, two night weekend trip. And I say that because if you quickly break it down, airfare is going to be, airfare and lodging are going to be your top things, right? It's either going to be around 250 to $300 for airfare And that's not even looking at the budget airlines, right? You still have Southwest, United, um, Spirit, um, JetBlue, which are discounted airlines over, you know, the Deltas, the American Airlines, so on and so forth. And there are a ton of other small airline companies that will fall under the umbrella of these other larger companies, right? So you have American Airlines that has the one world um, group that has a bunch of other smaller airlines under it. And then I forget what the Delta the Delta equivalent is, but Delta is has its kind of umbrella group as well. So that's airfare. Lodging, again, if you go with an Airbnb, You can find Airbnbs that are $100, $150 a night. And if you're going with even one other person, that makes it even more cost effective. That's $75 a night. And remember, I said three days, two nights. That's only $150. If two people are traveling, that's $150. So now you're at $450 just to get to your location and to stay there. So you still have, you know, if your budget is around closer to $500 or if your budget is closer to $750, you still have $100 to $300 for activities, food and beverage, and souvenirs. So that's domestically. Internationally, depending on where you're going, airfare is going to be more expensive. But you can definitely find deals. And once you get to your destination, if you want to travel to other countries, the, I would say, discounted airlines um, in Europe are really reliable and super cheap. So that's how I was able to travel as much as I did when I was in London because I can get a flight for $100, $150 round trip out of London to another country. Um, And so we did that all the time. So there, again, you're going to probably pay more for your airfare, but Airbnb, is global so you can find airbnbs there and you just have to think about potential you know exchange rates for the cost of food activities but again those are fairly similar to the prices that you're going to see here so traveling internationally i would say maybe 1500 if you kind of double or triple the airfare cost um but again if you travel internationally it might be a little bit more cuz you're not going to just do a 3 day 2 two night trip it's going to be a week long so your lodging will be a little bit longer as well um but if you do a group tour I think our Spain oh my memory not that great but our Spain group tour was like nine days eight nights roughly and we pay what for I don't remember exactly, but I'm sorry to interrupt, but
1: yes, it was about 4,000. I want to say it was nine days, 10, it was 10 days and nine
2: nights, whatever. But yeah, it was about 4,000 doing with the tour. 4,000. So, and again, doing the group travel tours are, you will pay a little bit of a premium because they are, they have to pay the tour guide and, and all the transportation, everything is built in. But how do you save and you know, get your your funds and everything together so you can afford a potential $4,000 trip. You don't have to pay all of that on day one when you decide to take the trip, you know, you can start saving. A couple of resources that I have used, um, and especially with group trips, two big resources I use, PayPal, I use to help with group savings because you can see everyone can be added and you can see how much each person is putting in and it's a way, a form of accountability. So let's say your trip is six months from now. You can say, okay, if it's a $4,000 trip, you have to see, okay, when are certain thing, costs going to come due? And then you break down how much do you need to save per paycheck or per month so that you have the money there when things come due. So there's that aspect of saving and saving small chunks at a time so you can afford a larger trip. The other tool that I use is called Splitwise, which is a free tool that you and your friends can use to track your shared expenses. And at the end of it, everyone can get paid. So the way that works is, let's say we're going on a group trip, the three of us, and I paid for the taxi from the airport to the Airbnb, and then Jane paid for the taxi from the Airbnb to the airport, Adina paid for one of the meals. We can each put all that into Splitwise and say, okay, it's split equally between three people, Splitwise does the calculations, and at the end, it will tell you, okay, how much JNTSA do you owe Jane, how much do you owe Adina, and it
0: does that for the entire group. So I love that tool. So, listeners, by now y'all know me. I have a song for everything. So, you know, please forgive me. But I just want to sing to my girl right now. Whatever you're doing in your next travel, please don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. Because, as I said before, yes, I'm telling my business. My passport is expired and it only has one stamp in it. And the only reason it has a stamp in it is because my parents got uh, married in Jamaica and that's the only stamp I got. Now, that is ridiculous being that I have known Janitsa for 16 to 17 years and I only got one stamp in my passport and we have only traveled within the United States together. Mm -hmm. So I have no excuse. So I need to get my weight up, my coins up, everything I need to go. And I would just like to say that Janice is a great guest because she answered a lot of our questions without us even having to prompt them. Uh, So with that being said, you know, I don't want to beat the dead, dead horse, but I need you to get your Anthony Bourdain on, your Guy Fiori, I'm probably butchering his name, but I need you to get those people on. And, and give us some of your favorite places that you've eaten at, um, some of your favorite views um, yes. that you've witnessed, and some of your favorite experiences since you've been traveling.
2: Oh man, that, oh yes, you're going to take me back and then I'm going to really want to take these trips. <laughs> I am definitely happy that we are nearing A, I won't say post COVID because I know there are the variants and all of that, but at least nearing a a space and a time that people feel comfortable to travel. So I'm excited about um, some trips that I have towards the end of this year. But from some past trips, I will say, and I was telling Jane this just the other day, the best grilled calamari I've ever had in my life was from Malta. And Malta is actually the land that Popeye the sailor man is from, so they have like a little Popeye Island. I didn't get to go to Popeye Island, um, but I stayed at the Hilton in in Malta and it was actually the restaurant in the hotel, which I'm typically weary about restaurants and hotels because I don't actually think about them as actual restaurants, but they really are. And it was amazing. Um, Best views would definitely be in Santorini, Greece. So that's where you'll see the pictures of the white buildings with the royal blue um, tops. That actually looks like that in person. It's not just Photoshop. They're not just <laughs> some blue on there. Um, Greece is, is beautiful. Well, Santorini is beautiful. Um, so definitely there. I'll definitely mention some, some in, (laughs) in the U S places. Recently, I went to Destin for one of my homegirls, Bachelorette weekends, and I was pleasantly surprised with Destin. It was, um, really nice. Like the beach had this like sugar sand, it was soft and white. And, um, we had a great time there, went to, Crab Island Sandbar. Um, where else? Where else? Where else? There is a place that I is on my list of places I want to go. And um, well, there are a ton of places on the list of places I want to go, but definitely Jane wants to go there too. Um, in Aruba, I found this gorgeous, I mean gorgeous Airbnb. That I'm like, I just need to take a trip to Aruba so that I can stay in that Airbnb because the owners did a spectacular job. Like you literally don't even have to leave the compound, but you definitely would because in Aruba, they also have the Flamingo Island and people take pictures of the flamingos and everything. Um, For like snorkeling, I've been to a couple different places where I went snorkeling. So I, I don't have a top place yet, but I'll have to keep that in mind. So yeah, those have been kind of, my favorites i mentioned about you know my my uh cliff jump <laughs> in dubrovnik so we definitely recommend that um, i went to a really good wine tour in bordeaux france and that's where the wine bordeaux is actually from because they make those grapes in bordeaux and it's called the bordeaux grape so went on a couple of different wine tours throughout france um, oh, last one, I almost forgot, I went glamping in um, Bulgaria, and again, it's like, that one, I heard from my colleagues about glamping, and I was like, all right, what is it, where is it, I researched it, and one of my girlfriends from the states came to London to visit, and, and part of, you know, that visit, we went to, we went glamping, it was freezing cold, at the end of May, <laughs> we went over Memorial Day weekend, um, which is the other thing you have to think about when you're traveling to different countries is what is the weather and the temperature like different times of the year? Cause it's not gonna be warm like Florida. So there was one day it was literally below 30, 32 degrees Fahrenheit, like, and we still were like, well, we're here. We're not gonna stay in the cabin. So we went out to the National uh, Rainforest Park we still did our hike um, and, and we still you know, enjoyed our glancing. So that, that would be my last one. Definitely looking forward to adding some other great experiences um, to my list.
1: Wow, if y'all are ready to go ahead and start, start searching these flight prices, coming up with your budget, researching locations I don't know what else is gonna encourage you to you know start your traveling experiences excursions and you know we really wanted to have this episode in um, the summertime when we know folks might be thinking about traveling but remember you can travel all year long if you you know didn't have this in your plans for this summer uh, we did definitely want to have a, you know, Black female who typically, um, I guess most of us think, oh, okay, if you're a Black woman, you know, you should have a partner or somebody else, you know, with you at all times to travel because it's not safe. But clearly we have someone here who has proven that to not be true. So um, thank you so much, Janessa. And you reminded me that Aruba is still on our list because mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, since the COVID, okay, caused us to not be able to go to Aruba for my 35th birthday in 2020. So um, I'm still down <laughs> to go. Mm-hmm. So Let me know. you making me want to do my little research. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, we will have the resources in our show notes. Um, We do have an Instagram page for those of you who missed the episode one of season two. Um, Our IG handle will be in the show notes as well. So please check us out on Instagram, follow us. Um, and any way that you can contact Jaynitza, if you have questions, we will leave her contact information in the show notes as well. If you feel like, hey, she's someone that, you know, through this conversation, you want to reach out to regarding this con- this topic, um, her contact will be in the show notes
0: as well. And Dee, I don't know if you have anything else to add. I got one thing to say. We definitely picked the right person because she's so cultured I was just listening like what are you doing with your life out here sis you got a resource and and you're and you're not using your resource uh properly so forgive me you know the last episode I said you got to make sure you're being a good friend and I said to others I'm not being a good friend of myself (laughs) because I got a good resource right here and I haven't been using it so I was just listening and all like wow my my friend did Uh, she is an amazing woman and so I'm so impressed um this is the first time I've gotten to hear all of the experiences combined I've heard them you know broken up into bite-sized so therefore hearing it all together was like wow that's amazing
2: thank you both again for having me on um definitely looking forward to seeing your future travels and as well as your listeners hopefully they'll tag you guys once they start booking these trips um and you don't have to wait for somebody else to fly you out you could get flued out yourself most yeah, definitely, definitely enjoy the summer
1: thank you so much for joining us anissa on Grio and picles and for those who are our regular listeners thank you for joining us every week and if you're new here please stick around for another week of Grio and picles uh follow us on ig and also share this with a friend and let your friend know to share this with their friends thank you so much until next time.
0: Bye. We are now available on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Please subscribe so you don't miss out when new episodes are available. You can also leave us a voice message when listening on the Anchor app. Join us every other week to hear what we're serving. Thank you for listening.